afternoon, evening, night, or whenever it is you're out there listening. Thanks for joining us once again. I am your host, Renny Rico, and this is The Sentiment. It's uh, April Fool's, April 1st, 2023. I am back from after a, a couple-week hiatus. This is Randy Rico, your host of uh, The Sentiment, and uh, thanks for joining us. I know that uh, you know there's a small select amount of uh, audience out there that did notice that I, am, uh, I haven't been recording for the past couple weeks. Um, so if you are out there and you noticed, I appreciate you. I am okay. Uh, I've just been going through a little personal issue um, medically. Don't want to go into too many details because, you know, some private things have to remain private. But uh, I'm here, and um, fortunately, I'm okay for the time being. Uh, I will find out more, and, you know, if anything progresses into a more serious matter, I will definitely uh, address um, any fans that I have out there just to kind of keep you abreast. But for the time being, things are okay. And um, I'm just going to put my best foot forward. Uh, so aside from that, um, it, this is The Sentiment. This is a movie podcast where I give opinions. And um, I would just love to just talk a little bit about that. Uh, who wants to bore you with my personal trivial stuff? Um, uh, aside from, you know, the things that are going on personally, uh, it, has, it has been a, a pretty decent week. Um, I saw a couple movies. Uh, I did watch a series, which I'm going to discuss today. Uh, as far as movies, I did rewatch Scream 6. I did see Creed 3. I saw John Wick 4. Uh, so I'm caught up on some of the major things. I am excited on Dungeons & Dragons. I know that uh, the performance-wise, uh, the movies that I named have done pretty much very well. I think Creed 3 was uh, one of the best-grossing movies in the whole Rocky franchise. And uh, Scream 6, I believe, is the highest-grossing movie in the Scream franchise, which will essentially ensure that we will get a Scream 7, hopefully to wrap up a trilogy of um, Radio Silence. It should be interesting. I think they are going to give some time to let it marinate and cook a little bit. They did take a page out of the original Scream's book where they did uh, 1 and 2 back-to-back fairly quickly, I think all within a year. Screams 5 and 6 also pretty much did the same thing. So it was really uh, exciting to you know get two of those movies uh, so quickly, but I think that the right thing to do is to give them time to breathe and, you know, give the writers some time to really gestate on some great ideas, you know, especially if they're going to be bringing back Nev. I think that it would be, you know, uh, pretty cool just to, you know, really try to put their best effort, especially if it's going to be potentially the last of their um, particular particular hand in the franchise. But aside from Scream, because I know I've been talking about them for a lot for the past couple episodes, you know, uh, John Wick and Creed, and Creed were uh, were pretty good. You know, I'm going to talk about them in a more specific episode. I think I might do another double feature uh, where I review them back to back, kind of like I did with Scream Six and Sick. Uh, I'm still gestating on that, so I will uh, know a little bit more uh, after we get through this episode. Um, I also watched Dragged Across Concrete. You know, I try to mix in like movies that I've known of or at least were on my radar and you know i try to you know watch something that's not necessarily new 
you know, frequently just to kind of catch up because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a father of a young daughter and, you know, I have a family. So it's, you know, it's harder and harder to really catch up on, you know, every movie nowadays. You know, back in the day when I was a sloth and just sat around the house all day, I pretty much, you know, watched everything and anything that I wanted to, you know, to see. Now it's, I have to be more selective, but there's still a list, you know, I know all of us movie fans, I know we all have something in there inside our heads that says, you know, I got to watch that one day. So, uh, Mel Gibson, Vince Vaughn, uh, was a pretty good movie. Not going to do a full review, but uh, I thought that it was okay. Uh, some of it was, you know, I think it could have been better, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's, you know, movies are subjective. You know, your your treasure might be someone else's trash. Um, but uh, to to kind of refocus and, and get really to the matter, of ha- matter at hand, I did want to kind of just speak about a series that came out uh, more recently I think a couple weeks ago actually um, it released on Amazon Prime uh, actually March 17th it came out so we're about two weeks in um, and for the people that were really interested in this particular genre and type of storytelling there was a, a nice buzz about it uh, pun intended um, it is a swarm that we're talking about uh, it is created by Donald Glover and Janine Neighbors uh, they just uh, tag team this uh, great idea I think that it was uh, Excellent, excellently executed, and uh, overall it was a good watch as far as my uh, my general opinion. Uh, a lot of people know who Donald Glover is. That's uh, Childish Gambino, actor, singer, songwriter, producer, director, you know, everything. He's just a, a jack-of-all-trades, and you know what? He's almost a master of all of them because almost everything he's done, he's had some sort of excellence in it. Uh, just a, a great person in the industry. Uh, I love to just... Uh, hear and see him whenever he's speaking he always has really insightful thoughts and he's just a you know he's just a character Janine Neighbors is his uh essentially partner in this uh this co-creation uh she has producing and writing credits on uh Watchmen and Atlanta uh, Atlanta being uh one of the brainchilds of Donald Glover one of my favorite shows that have uh, that has existed um so you know he's deeply entrenched but i know that you know the one of the big stories about donald glover is that you know he's usually surrounded by people that really uh know how to what's that word uh, basically he knows how to surround himself with people that bring what he's already good at to a higher level i know there's a better way of saying that unfortunately i'm not i'm drawing a blank right now and i'm not going to keep radio silence for longer than two seconds <laughs> um as far as the, the the direction team it was you know a team of several different directors for this particular series. I think there was only seven or eight episodes. I'm not recalling off the top of my head. Oh, seven episodes, actually. Uh, you had a couple random directors. Uh, specifically, you had Donald and Stephen Glover, who's Donald's brother. You had a, a woman named Ibra Eki. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. And then you have Adama Ibo. Um, and they all did a great job. You know, all the aesthetics in this show, which I, I will go a little more detail in a moment. Um, just fantastic, uh, from direction down to cinematography, writing, everything. This, this show was just really well done, which is to be expected from, uh, from Donald Glover. Uh, it was written by most of the people that I've already mentioned, but I would, I do want to mention that also a part of the writing room was Malia Obama, which is, uh, surprising, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, young woman like herself trying to find her, you know, her own little, uh, place in this uh in this world you know especially in a, in a big shadow like uh, her father Barack um 
so it's good to see you know somebody young is uh, you know is getting things done and and finding her place and uh, uh, I like to imagine that you know she had a big contribution and that you know that she was a big part in in the story creation. Uh, like I mentioned, this was released on Amazon Prime uh, a couple weeks ago. It did have seven episodes, and then as far as like the basic plot, you know, it's uh, this movie's a, this show's a doozy. Um, it was really surprising. I knew that it was you know going to be kind of dark, you know, when when I was watching the trailers and the previews leading up to it. Uh, essentially, the best way I could describe it with uh, in a really uh, short form or short, you know, one quick synopsis. Uh, there's a young girl named Dre. She's essentially in all the episodes and she has an underlying obsession with a uh, Beyonce like entertainment figure uh, almost it's kind of a parallel to true to life um, essentially squads that are ride or die for particular artists or entertainment uh, entertainment figures uh, they have this uh, cult light surrounding by their fans and their fan base who are willing to protect them at all costs. Uh, the main one, specifically in this show, obviously being Beyonce and uh, her beehive. Um, so that's why it's called Swarm. It's you know it's alluding to that, but the entertainment figure in this particular show is fictional. Her name is Nija, uh, but she is essentially a, a strong parallel to Beyonce. She has, you know, a famous uh, uh, entertainment uh, figure as a husband, which would be a parallel to Jay-Z. His name is Cache in the show. Uh, and it just kind of goes from there, and it, it deals with yeah, a lot of themes in this show. A lot of, you know, it's just, like I said, it's really, really well written. You're not just going to get some, like, a, a basic... Uh, plot point and then they just go from there you know there's themes you know there's obviously themes of obsession there's themes of uh, loneliness and dealing with loss grief uh, things like that and it just you know it's really just expanded on really you know just top to bottom and I think that it was uh, really well done uh, and it all goes it all goes hand in hand with just playing out the obsession with the entertainment figure named Nija but overall you see the darkness that it leads this uh, young woman named Dre down it's a it's it's great it's it's violent it's shot incredibly well it's amazingly written and uh i thought that it was uh, really up my alley as far as the cast uh the main cast member dre who plays uh well i'm sorry the main cast member his name is dre and it's played by dominique fishback uh, and she's you know she's a young she's a young woman up and coming but she has been in a couple things uh she you could have seen her in the deuce uh, she was also in Judas and the Black Messiah. She was in that uh, Samuel Jackson, uh, I believe it was an Apple TV uh, series or movie called The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray. And uh, I also, when I was watching, I believe it was John Wick 4, I seen a tra trailer for the new Transformers, and I happened to see Dominique Fishback in it. So uh, her star is rising, and judging by the uh, the the show that she put on and the clinic and acting that she put on in this particular show I think that she has uh, a nice huge career ahead of her and then uh, well, she's like the main character so she's gonna be in every episode and essentially the rest of the characters they are kind of almost one off there are a couple that appear in a couple episodes but most of the characters or actors that I'm gonna mention by name specifically they're only really in one episode each. Uh, and it just kind of deals to the episodic nature of how the series is set up um, without kind of giving away too much, even though uh, after a couple weeks and this is, you know, a review, I'm kind of 
going to end up spoiling some details of the show, but I won't go into every little detail so I can save some elements of surprise for the, those that haven't watched it. Uh, her sister in the in the show is played by Chloe Bailey, who is I, I think she's a young pop star, but she was also she's also an actress. She was in the show Grain Grownish. She did a fantastic job. Couldn't tell that she was mainly a pop star. I think that you know the, these, especially the the current trend in this world, people are multifaceted. You know they have to to show so many different aspects. You know it's the it's the TikTok era where you know you can show off so many different uh, skills and, and 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 things of that nature, and, and really be uh, really try to find your crowd and and what they respond to the most. Uh, and Chloe Bailey is just one of those uh, young women that are just trying to find her path. And I think she's done a good job so far. So I think she might has a she might have a bright future ahead of her as well. Uh, and then um, in the earlier episode or episodes, you do have Damson Idris. Uh, he plays Khalid. Uh, also, uh, Chloe Bailey's sister's name is Marissa, just to clarify that. Uh, but Khalid, who's played by Damson Idris, I, I know you've probably seen him before. He has been in episode, an episode of Black Mirror. He's mainly uh, probably known for Snowfall, but he's a, a young uh, male British actor. He uh, he's also on the rise. He's fantastic. He he does a great job in whatever he's being put in. Uh, so he he's good, and I'm always excited to see him. So it's uh, definitely excited to see you know the, the the projects that he takes on and and, and the different characters that he can do because he is British. But I think that two out of the three things that I've seen him in, he's played an American character. His his accent work is fantastic. You know he 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 really knows how to. Uh, play to his strengths and it's really exciting just to see these 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 younger uh talent you know come up and really you know hold their own and then to round out the 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 rest of uh the the cast you do have appearances by Billie Eilish who I was surprised uh supposedly this is her first uh, one of her first appearances, or this is her first actual acting appearances, and she did a great job. She's only in one episode, so if you're not too big of a fan of Billy, uh, you don't have to be too worried. You only have to see her for, for a short amount of time, and uh, depending on your particular opinion of her, you, you might like the outcome of her particular storyline. Um, but she did a great job. She plays a uh, She plays a figure that's essentially in a cult, but not necessarily like a, not even a bad cult. This cult is like a, a female-led, um, positive vibes only type of thing. You know, really, it's it's hard to describe. You know, for for myself. But uh, ultimately, I didn't feel like the message in the cult was really one that was terrible. I think that it was just at odds with Dre and her particular lines of thought and the direction that she wants to take her life. So it was really interesting uh, intersection of those particular uh, characters and people. Also, in another episode, you did have Paris Jackson, who is the daughter of Michael Jackson. I didn't even know this until after the episode, and then I seen uh, some people talking about her appearance. She did fantastic, honestly. She uh, really just owned her role in the in the specifics that they were that they asked her to do. I think that you know she definitely made it entertaining and uh she she captured my attention in particular and this is before i even knew that she was uh the daughter of the king of pop so uh, i'm definitely excited to to see more of her and and whatever she chooses to do and then you also have steven glover who is 
uh, Donald Glover's brother. He did a lot of writing and directing, I believe, in Atlanta, but he's holding his own here. I think he did some directing and writing, of course. And he, I think he plays Cachet, who is Nyjah's husband. And uh, he, you know, he did pretty well. He's a really small part, so there's not really much to say. Uh, I think that it's just interesting to see, you know, him also take on multiple different hats and 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 really just play to the strengths that 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 Donald and 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 Janine have have created in this particular show. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, this is mainly Dominique's show. Uh, the other actresses, actors and actresses are pretty much one episodes, you know. But after all is said and done. This show is about Dre, and let's just pretty much uh, call it point blank. Dre is a serial killer. Yeah, I know I kind of buried the lead there, but yeah, this show is essentially a uh, highly stylized. Well, no, I don't want to say highly stylized, but the cinematography and everything is is very uh, it's very well done. It, it just it, it's kind of hard to describe. It's just really it's intimate. At the same time, it, it really understands and knows what it wants to be. And it plays up into the, the darkness and the feelings of alienation. And uh, on top of the fact that Dre is a, a serial killer, you know, she has, she kills multiple people in this show. Uh, I'm sorry if that is a spoiler, but that's kind of a big theme in this uh, particular show. Her obsession with, with Nyjah, the entertainment figure, leads her to have impulsive thoughts and she essentially takes out the people who don't have the same opinions as her and her love, her obsession. Um, you know, her obsession is essentially what the driving force behind this particular show. And also it's the connection that relates her most to her sister, which is the uh, emotional core of the actual show. You know, Dre is a very, uh, she's a very unique character. She can tell she's more of a loner and she's gone through a lot of emotional things. So she doesn't know how to, uh, handle herself in, in normal society situations without putting on, you know, this uh, uh, front or, you know, without putting on a facade. And um, because of that, it, you know, it, it's really hard to really characterize everything in, you know, a couple short sentences. But, you know, her loneliness is essentially what creates this obsession with, um, with, Nyjah, the entertainment figure, and by proxy, her sister, who she had this particular bond with. And and it plays out from there. You know, there's some interesting, unexpected things that happen between her and her sister. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it kind of it creates the driving force behind the rest of the show. And then you see Dre's progression from there, from there on forth. And uh, it's just really interesting how where it takes it, you know? Like, in every episode has a different... Uh, different vibe, almost a different locale. It's you know, it's different um, situations that Dre ends up in, and and how it has affected either her past life or her current life, and how she deals with people who live on the opposite side of the her particular opinion, which is that Nyjah is the end all be all. She's the absolute best artist. You have to respect her name, and you have to uh, you pretty much have to bow down before the queen. Uh, in lack of a better term, you know, I think that it, this this show is just uh, it really is it's poignant. It's 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 an amazing view into current culture and stand culture essentially, and people's current obsessions with with uh, entertainment figures, pop figures, and how they create these 
uh, essentially relationships across the internet with these people that don't really know that they exist. You know, they live in fantasy worlds and they protect these people like they're their own, like they're family members. And, you know, at a certain point, like, yes, you do got to stand up for, for something that you believe in, but there are people out there that do take these particular lines of thought too far. And I think that this show is, is a, is a line into that amongst other things, you know, this, 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 as I mentioned earlier, the, the big themes of this show, you have rejection, loneliness. You know, these, these are things that have created the monster that is Dre. And in seven episodes, they try not to explain 100% as to why Dre takes these particular actions and why she kills people and, you know, what her obsessions are. But they try to give you a basic understanding. And uh, I think that it was really well done. You know, Donald Glover... Uh, he just really has an eye for these specific, specific types of themes and, and, and how to show and not tell. And, and, and overall, just really well done. I'm really ex- uh, I was really excited about this show. It was a really short promotional time period, so that was exciting as well. I got to not really have to wait too long, and then as soon as it was released, I... You know, I had to watch it, and it was a... You know, I, I tried to slow roll it, too. I, didn't, I only watched, like, two episodes a night, and I watched the final one on one, uh, one night alone. And, uh... I had a good time with it, you know, usually with shows, I'm like, by the middle, I'm like, you know, I just either want to get it over with or just put it down. This show kept my attention. I knew that I wanted to speak on it. And, uh, you know, because it kind of just continues on kind of what they began already in Atlanta. And if you're not familiar uh, with Atlanta, I won't go too far into detail, but it is an amazing show. Um, It has a lot of elements of surrealism, which I think go hand in hand with this particular show. This show is essentially set in the real world, but not. It's really close. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of parallels, like I mentioned. You have the Beyonce and Jay Z figure. You have a television show within the show called Helen, which is essentially a send up of Ellen. Um, so they they just try to really draw you in and make you feel like you're watching something true to life. And that really all comes to a head in episode six, when they pretty much do an about face and they do a whole episode that's very similar to like a I think the name of the show is 48 hours or like a detective show essentially where they're they're hunting down a killer and they're based on they're basing on evidence but it's you know a lot of talking head stuff and they're talking with the detective and maybe people that might have known uh the particular uh suspect or uh or criminal uh and they basically do this in the world of Dre and they're speaking on Dre as there's from the perspective of a detective that catches on that there's connections between all these deaths and the potential connection is that these people have spoken out against Nyjah so they create this uh, basically a uh, true crime episode within this series that depicts Dre as a real true to life person and a detective essentially on the case and on her tail hunting her down trying to get her and this detective essentially figures out who Dre is and uh, not necessarily her, who she is specifically, but her character and her motives. And she is on an obsession to find and arrest her, essentially. And I thought it was a really interesting about face, uh, you know, especially after the first five episodes, which, you know, deal with really kind of dark aspects. You know, murder's never really easy to take in, especially when it's uh, really well done and well shot like a, like a show like this. So to then kind of flip things on its head and then go to an episode of a true crime series and then 
you know, show Dre in this light where she's a real person, it kind of adds to that confusion as to, is this really real? You know, did this really happen? Because things like this do happen in the real world. It might not, not necessarily be Dre and Dominique Fishback, you know, the actress that plays her, but these things are real, you know? Like, they... They, you know, they do come about in the world. This world is nuts. So just to, you know, it's really just speaks to the genius of the, crea- the, the, the creators of this particular show to really add that different perspective as the, the penultimate episode. And then the finale, they come right back and, and they kind of end it on a, uh, uh, a ending that has, that leaves it up to interpretation. So, you know, some people aren't really going to enjoy that but I do like that you know like not necessarily everything has to have finality to it you know sometimes the best endings make you think they make you wonder they make you you know kind of put things in perspective and make you think about everything you've seen prior and you know the evidence that adds up and you draw your own conclusions as to whether what you saw was real true to life you know whether you know it was in someone's head etc etc so you know, it's a lot of great themes, and they really kind of pulled it all together. And it's just really just, at the end of the day, I just look at it as, and I know that this is a team effort, but I look at it as Donald Glover has his hands in it, and every time this man has his hands in something, greatness is created. So he's just one of the the, the top figures in the entertainment industry. It's really exciting to see what he does now and what he's going to do in the future. So, you know, I, I give this episode in this TV, I mean, this TV series, High Regard. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I do recommend you guys check it out. It's different. It might not necessarily have been on your radar, but maybe that's what a person like me is out here doing. Speaking on things that aren't necessarily the most mainstream stuff, like sure, it is on Amazon Prime and plenty of people have heard of it, but you know, it's about minorities. I'm a minority. You might not be. It might not have been something that you wanted to necessarily watch or have thought of. But, you know, if you like horror and you want to see a different, you know, perspective on it and a different way to to, to accomplish that particular genre, this might be for you. So uh, that being said, you know, I, I'm happy to be back. I really, uh, I really enjoyed doing the podcast and I'm going to really utilize this podcast as a not a distraction, but just a, conti- a continuation of my goals. You know, I do have personal things going on in my life. They're very real. They're very serious, but they do not control my narrative. And, you know, I'm going to continue doing what I, I want to do in love. And hopefully uh, the fans out there uh, and the audience, they continue to grow and they continue to accept and appreciate me and what I'm trying to do here. Uh, so with that being said, I just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, next week uh, I will be back. I will try to make it in a timely manner. Uh, a lot of things coming up this week as far as uh, medical tests and everything. So um, barring any kind of serious ramifications, uh, I will be back. And I think I'm going to do that double feature episode next week. And I'll be talking about Creed 3 and John Wick 4 simultaneously. Uh, it's the it's the decade of sequels essentially. So we'll, we'll find out a little bit more uh, about that. Uh, that being said, always a, a shout out to the to the main pod, Tales from the Abyss, Jay and Link, always doing great things. I did make an appearance on, the, I think, two episodes ago on Tales from the Abyss. It was a last-minute thing. Unfortunately, I think that when I checked out the episode, the recording quality was a little iffy, so I can understand if you don't fully check it out or really have the patience to listen to the whole thing. Uh, it's understandable. We're living in a world where people expect you know higher-quality stuff. 
But at the end of the day, me and Link did our damn thing. We had a great conversation about Scream 6. So if you're willing to put up with uh, my particular recording voice, uh, then I do recommend checking it out. But, you know, I'm sure that there will be uh, more opportunities in the future to, to, to join Link and or Jay on Tales from the Abyss. Also, uh, our friend Arthur Ziegler, he did finally put out his uh, his his episode on uh, the Tales from the Abyss podcast network. Uh, talking about uh, Western civilization. Uh, I think it's called Western Civ from the Abyss. Uh, so that's great. Uh, definitely check him out. Really be, really exciting things coming from him as well. And uh, I'm going to be uh, excited to hear some you know, history. That's always, uh, that's always a fantastic uh, particular subject I like hearing about. And that's why I like Tales from the Abyss podcast network. We, uh, we have something for everyone. So uh, with, uh, without much more to say, if you have uh, anything uh, that you want to write me, my email is thesentimentabyss at gmail.com. Um, please, any suggestions, any feedback, if you end up checking out the show because of my recommendation, I'd love to hear back from you. But until uh, next week, I hope you have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, and bye-bye.